This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, August 8, 2016. The Gospel is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 12, verses 32 through 40. The message is by Father Ed Steele. This morning, I want to talk to us a little bit about being prepared. Because our gospel reading this morning talks about getting ready for the second coming of the Messiah. The second coming of Jesus. But how do you prepare for the return of God? How can we really be prepared for something that we don't know when it's going to happen? And we're really not sure what it's going to look like. We know it's going to be awesome. We know it's going to be great. But we really don't know fully what to expect. For about the last 37 years, Mary and I have lived in and out of Florida. And right around the first part of, actually about the middle of May, towards the first part of June, everybody in Florida knows you put together a hurricane kit. Now, a hurricane kit can consist of either a box or a special place in your house or something where you store all the things you think you're going to need in case a hurricane hits. And luckily, most of the time, at the end of hurricane season, we could put all that stuff away. You know, it's, it's things like flashlights, extra batteries, a couple of cases of bottled water, you know, the keys, extra keys to the car, a checklist to go through as far as is the car filled with gas, you know, do we have everything we need, should we need to bug out of here, all that sort of thing. And we found out in 2004, when four hurricanes went crisscrossing across the state, that that was a pretty good thing to have. Because we lost power all four times. We were living in Jacksonville at the time, and the first one came up through the west coast and went out right south of Jacksonville. And most of the other ones came either from the, from the west or from the east, but they all either entered or left right at Jacksonville, which told us something, which is why we moved to Tampa shortly after that. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, we, we lost power. It seemed like every other weekend for, you know, four or five days. And having that extra water, having those batteries, having that, those flashlights really came in handy. And by the way, how many of you have been through a power outage? Can you all explain to me why it is that in the middle of a power outage, the cable guy always shows up, <laughs> climbs the pole, and then comes back down and says, you have cable now. but I don't have a battery-operated TV, you know. And that happened to us. We had, a, we had a tree fall on a power line, and the guy from Comcast Cable shows up, and he kind of gets under the tree and goes to the pole and climbs up there, comes back down, climbs back under the tree, and goes, your cable's fixed, you can watch TV now. <laughs> and we're all standing there pointing at this wire going, no, we can't, you know. But thanks for fixing our cable. Yeah. But we like to be prepared, don't we? 
We like to make sure we're ready for things. In fact, when we moved up here, one of the, one of the things we did was in Mary's trunk at the beginning of winter. We put a couple of extra blankets, a couple of flashlights. You know, I lived in western Nebraska. I know that those nice, beautiful snowstorms with a little bit of a wind can turn into a blizzard really quick. Now, you know, luckily we didn't have that last year, but who knows about this year, right? So we all have to be ready for things like that. And so one of the things that, that we have to do is think about what's coming. Think about how do we prepare for the coming of God. Well, I think there's three things that we need to do, and you're probably going to hear these and go, well, duh, because it's probably three things you've heard so many times. But I want to look at each one of them a little bit differently than perhaps we have in the past. The first thing I want, I want to look, talk about is reading Scripture. Now, all of us talk about reading our Bibles, right? You all read your Bibles, right? Very good, okay. But one of the things that we have a tendency to do is we read the passages that are comfortable for us. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that people like me will be saved. You know, that sort of thing, right? We don't like to read those passages that are a little bit hard to understand. And so I would really urge you, if you don't have a book of common prayer, at least get a copy of the readings for morning and evening prayer out of there. Because that way you read through the entire Bible in about a year and you have to read those passages you may not want to read. You have to read those ones, like when Jesus walks up to the young man and says, follow me, and he says, but I've got to go bury my father first. And he says, well, let the dead bury the dead. And he walks off. You know, that's kind of a harsh thing to say until you understand what the reading really means. Which brings us to the next part of reading Scripture. If you don't have a good study Bible, get one. Or try to find somewhere where you can get access. We have a church library here have access to resources so that if you come across one of those passages, you pull out a commentary and try to understand what it really means. Because so often we'll read a scripture, and rather than find out what it really means, we'll just sit there and go, well, okay, God, thanks. And then we're frustrated because we really don't